0: So, Lamar, let's talk about Christmas. How do you think Christmas went in 2018? Do you think it's the same like yeah. it used to be, or do mm-hmm. you think it's different?
1: Oh, man, this year Christmas, honestly, I felt, felt good about this year. I felt like our kids really um, enjoyed themselves. I had the opportunity to take off for a whole week, which I don't think I've done that in a while you know and then or ever <laughs> or ever but then um, also just being able to see smiles on everybody's faces see smile on your face when I surprise you with your gift and um, seeing smiles on my, my children's faces and, and having the opportunity to actually enjoy Christmas without having to go to work the next day that was, that was good for me how about you how did you feel about Christmas this
0: year? I mean overall I felt like Christmas was good in terms of um, everybody being satisfied with what they received and um, us feeling like we did a good job to really not overdo it. But honestly, Christmas for me felt much different than in the past. It just feels disjointed. It feels like everybody's in their own individual pockets. And like, you know, as our kids get older, it doesn't feel like our family is connected like our extended family so I think for me um, next year the goal for Christmas is really just getting back to like spending quality time I feel like we as a household have spent quality time. Yeah. But as far as, like, spending quality time with, um, you know, our parents and our cousins and aunties and, and siblings. siblings and yeah. friends, like, none of that has kind of happened throughout this break. So, yeah. Christmas next year, 2019, I'm looking forward to really focusing on creating lasting memories.
1: You know what? I agree. Because we, we asked, like you said, our household, you know, we spent a lot of time together this Christmas. But, It was different, even starting with Thanksgiving. You know, you was telling me, you was asking me how did Thanksgiving go, and I was like, it It sucked. sucked. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think Thanksgiving sucked. You know, everybody was out trying to get sales, and we didn't spend quality time with extended family. Um, I didn't get back to sit, you know, get a chance to sit back and drink with my family and just play games and stuff like we usually do. And that kind of kicks off Christmas. And I think this year just... Everybody that I asked said Christmas just came too fast. Yeah. You know, it's like this year is just going by so fast.
0: Well, it's interesting that we're focusing on connection because um, our topic today is going to talk a lot about how connection is key for women Mm -hmm. feeling like they're not as stressed. So you ready to get into the episode?
1: I'm ready. Let's do it.
0: Let's do it. We're two self-care experts, a
1: massage therapist,
0: and a licensed professional counselor,
1: husband and wife and parents of three,
0: business owners and working professionals, who
1: have intimate experience with stress both professionally and personally.
0: Our podcast aims to teach the everyday professional
1: how to live through the stresses in life
0: while learning to be their best in life.
1: Welcome to episode two of Living the Stress Life. I'm your host, Lamar.
0: And I'm your host, Tiffany.
1: And today we're recording from Starbucks in Birmingham, Alabama at the Crossplex. So we're at the west side Starbucks. It's a very nice facility. If you've never been here before, please come by and check it out. It's very, very nice. Um, Today's topic is a a serious one. We're going to be talking about stress and gender. So how both males and females deal with stress. And um, we're also going to be bringing in some factual data, just like we told you in episode one. We don't want to just give you opinions, so we're taking a lot of uh, of the facts from the American Psychological Association.
0: Yeah. So it's interesting because Lamar and I always have these discussions about how we personally, as a couple and as individuals, are handling stress, and so we think that is really. Um, an interesting topic and something that men and women kind of go back and forth about like women are so emotional or you know men are not supposed to cry or express emotion or be sensitive but really i wanted to look at what does research say Um, how are women handling stress how are men handling stress Uh, what are your personal thoughts before we get into the statistics
1: Well, you know, personally, and I gave a little bit away in the last episode, but personally, I believe that um, men carry a lot of stress. Um, Women do too, but I I feel that men feel like they're responsible for everything that happens in the household. Uh, Whether you're, if anything goes wrong, it doesn't really matter whose fault it is. Men oftentimes feel responsible for that. Um, even when speaking to a couple of friends of mine that have divorced, they feel like it doesn't matter what really happened in the relationship, they felt at fault mm-hmm. that the divorce happened. Mm-hmm. So I think those are a little stressors. And, and, and because society puts on our backs and shoulders that we're supposed to carry the household. So if the children act up or if something is, uh, no one's behaving like they're supposed to, is because there's not a, a, a father present or the father is not doing something right. So I think a lot of those stressors fall on us in that respect.
0: It's interesting, though, because, you know, I talked a little bit about mom guilt um, when we discussed what we were going to be talking about this episode. And I feel like, you know, people make comments or you hear all the time um, this stereotype that women are so emotional. Um and I think when it comes to the differences in the way that men and women, women handle stress, women verbalize how they feel. They're more vocal about what they're experiencing and how things are impacting them versus men tend to internalize and compartmentalize um, things that they're experiencing or their emotions. And so I think you get this perception that women are more stressed out Mm-hmm. or we can't handle stress as well, but I think we do a better job about saying I'm not okay. Like yeah. something needs to change. I know in our household, um, I think that's true for the two of us. I think you tend to internalize and compartmentalize, and I tend to kind of just be, you know, just blabber how I feel. I'm tired, or this is bothering me, or that is bothering me. And I think sometimes um, it can seem... It can be seen as nagging versus just saying, I need to get this out of me. You know, yeah. I can't walk around feeling overwhelmed, frustrated, or stressed.
1: Well, I think, you know, that's important what you just said. But I want to kind of give you a little um, background about how I feel about what you just said. Because as a man, we, we have to be the shoulder to lean on, right? So I think we're often... Um, nurtured in a way that we can't cry or we can't express our feelings especially to our spouse or our girlfriend or whoever we're in a relationship with because it's it makes us look weak um and if we are to be that shoulder to cry on and if i started crying and you're crying (laughs) to me it's like okay well who do i go to and, you know, when sadly, this, cry. right. <laughs> and, you know, sadly, though, I mean, even in the mass media um, society, there is so much imagery and um, especially in, in African-American culture and hip hop culture that we can't cry. You know what I'm saying? We can't um, we can't express all the emotions you guys feel because we'll be seen as as weak by women, so we and oftentimes by our women.
0: We so, as black men, is that who you're referring to, or uh, we as men in general?
1: Um, I think men in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to speak for, I'm a black man, so I'm going to speak for, uh, in, about our culture. Yeah. But I believe that it's the case for men in general. Okay. I do feel, though, that other cultures, um, especially white men, um, have gotten to the point where they do express their feelings. But even in our culture, we see that as weak. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, that's one of the issues that we have because we do compartmentalize. We do hold those things in. And even in our relationship, you say, I do that, I do. Because, you know, when you verbalize, I feel like, okay, this is how she feels. I know how I feel on the inside, but what can I do to make everyone feel better? And that's how I take things on as the man in this relationship you know so it it doesn't to me it doesn't benefit I'm going to say this but I know it's wrong <laughs> but it's like it doesn't benefit the relationship if I start spewing out all of my feelings to you and not try to make things better you know you and I have good communication so we have gone through marriage counseling and stuff like that that has helped a lot I really enjoyed the marriage counseling because I felt like I was able to express myself to a third person mm-hmm. you know and not actually put that weight on you but actually express myself to a, a, a someone on the outside looking in and saying hey this is how I'm feeling um and, and they're making me feel like it's okay to feel that way and it's okay to express those feelings you know what I mean
0: so those are our personal um our personal insights into stress and our uh, how we think that men and women experience stress differently, but um, the APA, the American Psychological Association, has done a study on um, the differences in gender and stress, and so we're going to give a, a few statistics from that. Um, Lamar, why don't you why don't you read something for them?
1: <laughs> so it's interesting what we were just talking about because the facts kind of state what we just talked about um one of the things that says that you know men and women both report different reactions to stress Mm -hmm. women are found to actually report more of the emotional side of stress they will verbalize how they feel they are the ones that's most likely to cry the ones that's most likely to say i have a headache the ones most likely to um Feel like say that I I got a stomach ache or feel like um, you know to express all of those things that those emotions that stress is causing them. Men, according to the APA, are not likely to express those feelings, and I think it goes back to what we just talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's funny in our household. You know, I don't speak like that. Mm-hmm. So for me, so the audience doesn't know this, but. We don't use the S-word, and the S-word is sick. And to me, I just don't like to even put that in the atmosphere. You know, the word sick is just I don't, I don't, I don't like to hear it. I don't like to think about it. I like to, to go through it. Even, it's gotten to the point why even my kids are like that. I'm like, well, what are your symptoms? Don't tell me that you're sick. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if I'm stressed and I know I have a headache, I don't verbalize it. I just try to deal with it because, to me, it's pointless to verbalize it.
0: Yeah. I think what was interesting to me about this study is that, um, you know, women are more likely to report money as a stressor and the economy as a stressor in comparison to men. Um, And what was also interesting is that even though women are more likely to experience – um things like depression and physical symptoms they experience it less than men and so i thought that was interesting that we're more likely to have an external manifestation of stress but um le- we we are less on a less oh, what am i trying to say um <laughs> yeah it's uh, more frequent for men yeah. to be able to f- more frequent for men to experience stress.
1: Right. And I think it Jeez. goes and saw, <laughs> that was a tongue twist to it? Yes. But I think that okay, speaking from my massage therapist background, right? And you know how I feel about energy. And according to this statistic, your women are more likely to verbalize all of these symptoms. Right. Yeah. And they're more likely to um, to feel depression, to feel all of these things. And I and I think it's about putting that energy in the atmosphere, so and that's one of the reasons I don't really verbalize it like I might be feeling a certain way. I don't verbalize it because I don't like to put the energy out into the atmosphere because it seems like your body succumbs to all of that all of those things
0: but that doesn't mean that doesn't necessarily mean that you are healthier because of it because i think when you compare you and i i may be more vocal about stress but my health overall in terms of things that you encounter as you age is better you know you're experiencing some serious health challenges um as a result of internalizing and compartmentalizing whereas i'm more vocal and the study also said that women Tend to um, do better managing stress in terms of seeking out things to help them manage their stress, like spending times with their spending time with their friends, or doing activities or engaging in um, experiences that help them de-stress. And, and we- I
1: agree with that. Mm-hmm. I agree. I totally agree. Um, for you, for instance, you you go out of town, you know, so you and your friend will take a cruise. Or you will go and spend a couple of days at your friend's house out of town. Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't. So um, I tend to not do those things. And earlier she said I experienced some, some health issues. So uh, recently, um, in this past year, a lot of things in my business changed. I went from having two partners to, to um, only being the sole owner now. That was a very stressful situation for me. Um, I didn't know how to deal with it. Um, it kinda stressed me out to the point I actually had to go to the hospital and I was diagnosed with high blood pressure. So that's what she's talking about. But I still haven't taken the time to go on a cruise. Like this week has been my only my week off. You incorporate
0: self care. You hadn't yeah, taken the time I to do that time, like you need
1: to. No, nah, I get massages, but I mean like a little bit more than that. I probably need to get massages more frequently. I probably need to spend more time with my friends. um, One of the things that's in this study also is that men tend to isolate themselves from their stress.
0: And engage in smoking and drinking as a way to cope with stress versus something such as um, exercising. Well, it it did say men exercise more than women because they feel like they're good at it. Mm -hmm. but they tend to lean more towards drinking or smoking or something to that effect, to manage Mm -hmm. stress, which ultimately ruins or worsens their health.
1: Right. And even before I lost my other two partners, it was, you know, we had a really good um, workout routine. My wife and I, we would take out, we would take workout dates Mm -hmm. and we hadn't done that in probably, what, three months yeah. So that coupled with me losing uh, business partners, with me having to work extra because I didn't have the help there, um, really put me in a, in a place that I did not need to be. Uh, really, it's one of the reasons we started a podcast also, to, to get these things out and to actually encourage uh, men to uh, take care of themselves better and to to, uh, to actually take that time for themselves because I'm not the only one in this boat and i see it over and over again and as a health professional i should know better yeah. you know but life caught up with me um at a time that you know i thought you know i'm too young for all of that and, and i'm too healthy for all of that and then when it caught up with me it's a feeling that does not feel good at all
0: i think for me the current political climate um is really what pushed me to want to start talking about self-care and stress management because I, I am um, working in an environment where I, you know, there's not very many black people. Um, I'm also, you know, we're also raising three children, two of them who are black males, um, seeing all the things on the news, you know, how things are going with people just being so bold to be racist or sexist. Um, it just really began to get to me. I felt like I was internalizing a lot of stuff, and then when I pair that with the stress of my job, um, being a director and managing staff, and then I pair that with listening to client issues, listening to trauma, dealing with clients that have a history of rape and uh, you know abuse and suicidal ideation, I just really began to feel like I need an outlet. Um, to be able to have dialogue like how are people handling these things that going is going on around them and you know what can we do? Um, as a couple to really encourage dialogue and help people put a plan in in place and hold ourselves accountable. Um, This is my way of being able to hold my husband accountable as well as myself to say, you know what, I talk to people all day long about taking care of themselves and putting together these stress management plans or these self-care plans. And in 2019, we're doing just that. Like it's no more excuses. And I really want to be able to Um, help other people do that while I'm holding myself accountable at the same time
1: man I love that you said there's no more excuses and there are no more excuses um and for the listeners out there that are going to say well I'm gonna wait and do this I'll wait and do that there's no more excuses um you brought up a very interesting uh, thing just a few minutes ago when you start talking about race in America this and is America. This is America, <laughs> but no, um, that's a that's a really important topic because even recently, with the things that's happening um, in Hoover, Alabama, at the Galleria, um, the young um, EJ was shot and killed by a police officer, and we start to see these things over and over and over again. Where I, st- where I see images of people that look like me being gunned down by the people that we pay to protect us, um, and it deals with my psyche. It really is an a unconscious stress that I deal with on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, and it didn't just start with this case. I mean, we, we keep seeing it over and over again to the point, you know, you and I were in a movie theater. We were watching um, The Butler. Um, and man,
0: he don't went back, y'all, this ain't in 2018.
1: <laughs> but we were watching the movie The Butler. And I had an uncontrollable uh, emotional reaction that I could not control in the movie theater when it came to a particular scene, and it was about um, it's about race, and I can't remember exactly what it was right now, but um, and I could not stop crying. Yeah. Um, so some of these things you don't feel like affect you, but then. Um, you realize, I'm starting to realize this, as I open myself up more to, um, to release these emotions, I'm starting to realize that these things that have uh, happened to me in my life, uh, like police you know, uh, pulling a gun out on me before I was 16, this happened to me three different times before the age of 16, and a few more times after that in my adult life. Uh, one time recently with my, my wife and kids in the car by police officers, so these things that happen, you think like, oh man, I can't believe that just happened to me. But And you think it's brushed off. Um, one thing that I've learned as a massage therapist, if you don't release these emotions, they are stored within your body. Um, and when you have emotional releases, they can come at any time. I see it so much on a massage table when people come and get massages and we hit those trigger points. And we're calling them trigger points because of pain. But there's also a psychological trigger point that you have held some type of emotion within that point. And when we release it, you have people who will bust out laughing, burst out into to crying. All of that is because of something that they've held within their body. And this podcast just aims to, to teach you guys how to release those triggers.
0: And I'm going to say this, and then we're going to kind of um, move on to our tip of the week um but when you don't release those emotions they manifest in different ways and they manifest physically they can manifest you know in terms of like a physical ailment such as nausea or migraines but they can also manifest in in to mental illness and that happens after you know prolonged uh suppression of emotions and and feeling so it it, it
1: causes a dis-ease for your body so when you think about the word dis-ease and then you think about the word disease so all of those triggers call causes a dis-ease for your body which manifests into some form of disease um so one thing we want to do is teach you guys how to um not get to that point
0: so let's get into our tips of the week So our tip of the week um, comes from an article that I read at the beginning of 2018 about how successful CEOs have a plan in place to manage stress, right? They have some type of self-care regimen, and I want to give you three tips uh, for you to implement so that you can begin to manage stress better and Make yourself more successful overall, not just personally, but both professionally and personally. And one of the things that successful CEOs do is that they start their day by planning ahead. They plan out their tasks for the day. So when they get up and get ready, they take anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes just to jot down things that they know they want to accomplish for the day another thing that they do is they end their day with a wind-down routine so before they go to bed to help them prepare mentally and physically for sleep they wind down with a routine such as like dimming the lights in the house taking a hot bath and then reading a book for fun something that is completely non-related to their job or their profession Um, one thing we're also recommending is engaging in at least one activity a week that you enjoy. So whether that's having lunch with a friend for an hour or two or, you know, taking a yoga class or going to some type of concert, um, take time at least once a week to just do some type of activity that you enjoy. It could even be walking around the track with your dog or, you know, you know, reading a book at the park or something. But those are our tips for the week: planning ahead, ending the day on a wind down routine, and engaging in at least one activity a week.
1: And I got, I got a couple of things I want to throw in there also. Um, just like my wife said, take some time, set aside some time for yourself, whatever that may be. Um, also, one one thing that I've read and I, we hadn't really discussed in this in this podcast. Well, take time to have sex. (laughs) Yeah. Sex is a great stress reliever, believe it or not. The science proves it. I'll find that article later.
0: (laughs) And we are not encouraging you to just go out and find random people to have sex with, okay? Let me give that disclaimer.
1: But we also don't judge you. So, (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay (laughs)
1: Stressless
0: (laughs) So those are our tips of the week And we're also going to be including the link to this research study uh, On our website We are also going to be doing a weekly blog So that you can get more in-depth information about stress So come on over to livingthestresslife.com And sign up for our weekly blog updates As well as our weekly podcast until next time, live your best life,
1: living through your stress life.